I'm Peter Jones, and welcome to the Foyne Jones Show. This podcast will be combining personality, passion, and our love of football, alongside industry and recruitment news. Our amazing guests will share their personal stories and also explain what they get up to when they're not at work. So, listeners, here we go. I've finished Series 3 of the Foyne Jones Show. We have survived. The Foyne Jones Jones Show survival specials have come to an end with Episode 30. But as it happens, there's something big happening this weekend. My team are going back back into action. The championship is returning. So what do you do if you host a podcast? You uh, You find a fan from each of the top three. I'm going to be representing Fulham. I've got a Bagging fan. I've got a Leeds United fan in the virtual studio with me. And we're going to record a Race for Promotion podcast over a couple of virtual beers. And I think a lot of fun, a lot of humour and a lot of football thrown into the mix. So, Tim, Alistair, welcome to the Foyne Jones Show. This is what we do. We are going to have some fun. So, we're going to get to know why you follow the teams you do. People know why I support Fulham, so I'm not going to bore my listeners with that again. Um, we're going to talk about how much we've missed the football and what it really means like behind closed doors. And I've got some real view on them FIFA-style sound effects. Trust me, I'll, we will talk about those because uh, that was surreal. We are going to look at the remaining nine games. There is, you, you two won't like it, but there's 27 points up for grab and you can get none of them or you can get 27 of them. The, the horse is still running. We will talk about what it really means to follow your teams in the championship and that, you know, that I had a special moment two years ago. The nearest I got to Wembley was Wembley Market with my nan and granddad on a Sunday. I went to watch England games, but I never watched Fulham there because in 75, I was three months old. I had a moment when 40,000 Fulham fans, which I didn't think we had in the world, converged on Wembley Stadium. The world thought Villa would win. We won 1-0 with 10 men. No one can take that moment away. Going to be a different playoff this this year. But we're in the show, positive. We're going to disagree. We're going to agree, but we're going to have some fun. Welcome to the Foyne Jones Show. This is the Race for Promotion podcast. Are we ready to go, lads? Yes. Yep. All right. So, Alistair arrived ridiculously early. The teams weren't even warming up. I, as you would, if anyone knows me and comes football with me, I genuinely miss kickoff most matches or or just just make kickoff because of that extra pint or that extra conversation on the way. Alistair, baggies, baggies till you die. West Brom's a big part of you, mate. Where did that all start from? Yeah, so I was born um, in 1977 and Albion were a decent side. Back in the late 70s, I had Brian Robson, the three degrees, obviously, um, Tony Brown, um And I was born on a Saturday and my dad said that if... My son was going to be born on a Saturday. He'd be named after the man of the match on the Saturday I was born. So, after Alistair Robertson, who was a Scottish centre-half. Um, and I had a season ticket from 1981, when the well, lane, which is now the West Stand, was built. Was built. And no one else has ever sat in my seat since. So, I've had a season ticket for 39, 39. This will be my 40th year next year. And my seat has just got progressively wider with my backside as the backside's grown, the seat's grown. So well, I've, I've also, you know, I sleep with my dad, and my son who's 17, um, and my daughter is, is a seat to come as well. So, yeah, it's been a part of my life. It's a, a ritual of... So it sounds like you've got that like mixture of what I call a blessing and a curse. It's part of who you are, 
But but sometimes you're like, oh, for crying out loud. It's like with my two boys, they were just dipped. You've got no choice. Dip, dip, you're yeah. come on. We'll roll with it together. And they were quite lucky. You know, they were they were more or less born in the Premier League years, really. I mean, oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, I was a prior. I mean, I'd so well in 81. I started in the old days, Alistair, when, you know, we were... We yeah. were a very small club. We were falling down stadium and battling for survival. But you know, talk, talk to me about your, your the guy you're named after. This this Scottish centre half. So he was a centre half. Yeah. He was Alistair Robertson, dodgy Barnett. Um, but funny as, as it goes, uh, my son was seventeen um, this April, and we were due to be playing Fulham the day that that he was seventeen. Obviously, he was seventeenth birthday, so the whole idea was he's going to have driving lesson in the morning, watch the Albion get promoted in the afternoon, family meal, whatever. Yeah, all right. Yeah, a family meal, whatever. And then, um, of course, nothing that nothing that that could happen. So I thought I want my son's birthday to have, have um, a meaning. So I got in touch with a few mates, you now friends of friends, and I got three videos from him. And then for Ben Foster. Um, James Morrison and Chris Brunt, three, his three Albion favourite players growing up, which was really special. And then on the night out of the blue, I was talking to our local newspaper reporter and I was giving him a story. Alistair Robertson rang me and said, oh. you named after me. And as it turns out, as you know, Pete, we're doing, I'm, I'm going to do an Albion podcast in the next few weeks. And he's agreed to be my first guest of the Albion Hour. I'm trying to plug it back, by the way. Um, right. and, Plug away, fill your boots, mate. There's there's something about you know when when you've got a story about why you're a fan and what I would say here, and we'll come on to Tim in a second, is you have a Fulham supporter from Fulham, you've got a West Brom supporter from West Bromwich, and you've got a Leeds fan from Leeds. Tim, you know a late entry into the podcast. I've got to be honest, mate. With your mighty away support, you always sell your allocation. You march on everywhere. We actually believe we were going to have a cardboard cutout in the middle yep. of this podcast. So, thank you so much for joining us, sir. Was it going to be an empty seat? I don't know what we were going to do, mate. To no. be fair, but it was. Um, it was. Do you know? Do you know? I. 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 I, I had my own opinions right about the restart, and if someone said to me. We're really sorry, world of football. There's been a global pandemic. You know, hundreds of thousands of people have lost their lives or been affected. The season's done and void. I might have been able to deal with it. But if I was a Liverpool fan or a Leeds fan, and, you know, I, I get it from all angles. Um, but you've been, I mean, some of the messages we were we were sharing, you were talking about the, the, the Tinker refereeing decision. You were, you were talking about Leeds back in the day. You've, you've, you've followed Leeds forever, haven't you? Yeah, the first game I went to see was in 1966, which was Leeds United against Arsenal, and Ian Yaw was centre-half. I don't know if any of you remember Ian Yaw, but he was a giant Scots guy with ginger, ginger hair. Um, Nothing wrong with that? No, but the... I'll be gingerist. That was the first game I went to, and it was the thing that encapsulated me was just the whole atmosphere going up going up those steps and then looking out over the green of the pitch yeah it was just amazing i just had never seen anything like it and then you know a glass of uh, a mug of bovril and uh, and then you went half time going to the toilets which was a, a urinal about 50 foot long um and that was experience 
of football. Well, it makes you think why you went back, really, did it? Do you know, yeah. do you know what I mean? If you, well, if was, you yeah. look at it, it's but but there's you know, Ellen, Ellen Road is, is a you know, yeah, it's a one city, one club. I, I grew up with with Fulham being you know, like Chelsea were five minutes that way, keep the other five minutes yeah. that way. If you really wanted to, you can get to Arsenal, Tottenham, anyone you want within a yeah. within a radius. So it is a yeah, it's different, isn't it? But but I think the, the one thing we share is at the moment, you know, we are in what some people call the toughest league in the world. Some people call the most entertaining league in the world. I, I sum it up like this. Fulham, for most of the season, have been unable to defend. And um, we somehow we managed to sign probably the player who would have made the difference called Michael Hector. We signed him after the transfer window closed so he could only train with us and not play. So right. at Fulham, all this time, not playing, he's coming to the team and immediately improved the defence. Uh, was it Sheffield Wednesday last year on that? He was captain and player of the year last year for him. He was yeah. a Reading Chelsea Loney back to Reading. Like, always yeah, yeah. you know, commanding, he's a leader. Yeah, I remember we played Forest early doors in the season and we got turned over, but we lost because of Michael Dawson. We lost because he, he kept five like that. He, he just he, he organised them so we couldn't yeah. pass our way through. And we, you know, we're 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 very pretty on the eye, but we could be got at, we could be turned over. Hector's made a difference. On our day, we can beat anyone, but because we can't defend, and this is this is genuine, and we yeah. make some spectacular mistakes, yeah. we've never really been able to keep that mojo up and, and get mm. to where we are. Yeah. Um, I, I look at the season for Fulham now and I, I genuinely don't don't know what way it will go because we are the same team that have outplayed, no disrespect, but we outplayed Leeds. We, we, we've bossed teams, right? And we, we've really... But then Barnsley, who are like rock bottom, and they've only... I don't know how many points they've got, but six of them have been against us. They've turned yeah, this up yeah. twice. And you just That's don't... So the championship's mad. So from a... From a... Like going back to football and the restart... How do you feel about the behind closed doors malarkey? Because I, I can't get my head around it. Do you want to go first, Tim? Yeah, the behind closed doors is is something we're going to have to put up with because it was either that or nothing. Yeah, I think I think the fear back going backwards from that was the bloody Karen Brady, you know, void yeah. the leagues and all this crap, you know, or the the other end of it of leave it as it is and Leeds go up and West Brom go up and Fulham go up. Uh, I think the the best option is to play it out on the pitch. At least at the end of the day, if us and West Brom go up, then that's fantastic. Yeah. If, if Fulham go up, you deserve it because you're bloody running. It's tough. It is, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. For, for me, I think I think if you if, if you look at. Um, I mean, it is, it is quite a tough running. It's a tough running. To be fair. I think, I think, I think, for, I think it's, though, so that's all right. I think it's a testament to to both Leeds and Albion that I think other clubs who aren't as often probably ethically correct as a football clubs, and I know that's difficult saying that's what happened to Leeds last year, but all our all our club, the club have, from day one, have said that we want to finish it on the pitch as Leeds have, and I think that's a credit to both. Well, they did as well, I think. I, I, know, I know they did absolutely. What I'm saying is. You, 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 want to, you want to play it out. I mean, I, I, I have this kind of like 
I, I, I have arguments with myself all the time, right? So I watched the first couple of games, and, and I'm gonna bring. I've got. I, I wanted to start the show with it. I mean, the FIFA sound effects. One, I'd like to be the fella pressing the button. Who can He's like, like DJ? Like, like a mix. <laughs> I like to be the geezer that could do it, but I mean, I, I, I'm really. That's very. See the one sound effect the mixing though. Is when the keeper's having it, you go, whoa, yo. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's crazy. But, but I, watched, um, I watched the Cheltenham, or the Northampton-Cheltenham game last I night, did. and I had no expectation. The crowd not being there or not didn't make a difference. I actually quite enjoyed watching the football match. Yeah. The German games I've watched, I can't watch. Like, I've, I've gone. So, mate, it's your team, it's your club. We're getting, I think it'll be completely different, mate, tomorrow. We agree or disagree, but we'll all be watching the games. It's going to be completely different, Pete, tomorrow. I mean, when it's your club, it's going to be different. Whether there's fans there or not, when it's your club, I, I just can't, I can't see it being any more, less, any more or less passionate. You're still watching your club. I just... Tim, I, I've got a question for you, right? Because I've, I've been talking to a few Leeds fans and most of these ones bottled it. They didn't have more... You know, they didn't want to put themselves where you have because of the, you know, whether you march on together or fall apart again, we don't know, but... You're there, and, you, and you're there, and that's the reality. You know, you 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 are there. Um, but I said to a, from a Fulham perspective, and you boys, I'm sure, have been to Craven Cottage over the years, right? It is the lovely club in a lovely part of London, the lovely Riverside. Well, we're not a ferocious home crowd. We're a nice football club, and you know, over the years we travel okay. But again, we're not ferocious and, and that loud. So for me. We lose games because of the away support and we can lose games because of the home support. So I'm thinking, right, so yeah. I, was, I had tickets. I was on my way to, we had the Brentford at home on a Friday night, which is for yeah. us kind of a, a big game. And yeah. they always beat us and score welding. So I'm like, um, well, you know, we'll see what happens with no crowd. But going to Ellen Road with no crowd, I quite fancy that. But then I spoke to a Leeds fan and he said, the thing is, Peter, what you don't understand is that if our crowd turn, it affects us as much as it, it could like be the last season. What's, what's your take on that, Tim? Right. I, my, son, uh, my son played semi-professional football. He was at Glenn Hoddle's uh, academy. In Spain? In Spain. Yeah. And he was saying to me, some of the feedback coming out of uh, the Leeds training is that people like Bamford are absolutely shit hot in training. And it's the crowd that puts him yeah, off. It's, it's point. the crowd that makes him nervous. Now, we don't know. We don't know how people are going to respond. But the two things you were asking me about, the Leeds United, two things. Bielsa will have them prepared beyond the, the pale. They will be totally and utterly prepared. Mm -hmm. I mean, the last two seasons, they've come out of the traps yeah. unbelievably. I mean, the, the batch, that the thing that you're saying about following Leeds United, I, I'd lost heart with them. And the thing that turned me around was that game against Stoke, not this season, the season before, that first game. And Leeds absolutely murdered them. And the reason I'm here isn't because I'm scared or, or whatever – is that I, I just have a feeling about uh, Bielsa that he will have them prepared. And if they don't win, if they don't get up, then they will only have themselves to blame. 
It won't be anybody I, else. I, I, from on, the outside looking in, I quite I admire the fella. Like he captivates me. Can I just make another point? Can I make a point about Leeds from the outside looking in? If that's against him, I think. I think for me, this year is going to help you because traditionally, Bielsa's team, not just from from Leeds, from Marseille, wherever he's gone, they hit the wall. The and at the back end of the season, and the reason for that is what what you're told in the press is because he trains people that hard by March, April, they're shattered. I think that this COVID has come at a good time to be properly refreshed, and that will help Leeds in the in the in the running to in the running for the season. I think they've got the best player in the in the league in in Calvin Phillips uh, for me as an overall footballer. He's pretty. I do. He was out injured for a while, Calvin. Yeah, he's fit. They're all fit. They're all so that's fit. an advantage for them as well. As we were talking before, and I was talking to you, but I think the advantage between Leeds and West Brom and Fulham, for me, Leeds have got the best 11, I think, in the in the league. I think Fulham have got the best front three in the league, and I think we've got the biggest depth. I was saying there's a possibility, there's a squad of 20 now, don't forget, so it's much more of a squad game than it's ever been. There's going to be five subs. Tomorrow, we'll have a squad of 20 without an £8 million centre-forward that we bought in the summer and a bloke who's got the 10th most seats in the Premier League in Chris Brunt. And they won't even be in the matchday squad tomorrow. So, for me, that just shows the depth that we've got. Nine games in 27 days, whatever it is, you're going to have to use your squad. And I genuinely believe that we've probably got the best depth in squad in the whole of the league. And that's why I'm so confident that we'll, we'll get through to the end. I mean, it's interesting. I, I look, you know, from a Fulham perspective, I, I, I kind of, I'm one of these, like, I'm, I'm quite, I'm like bitter and twisted fan. I always expect us to lose. I, you know, I never, I kind of, I've been through so much hope, false hope and, you know, whatever. And, you know, I look back to some of our amazing moments. So I grew up, you know, in the lower league. So if someone had said to me in 2010, I'll go to Turin with my two boys and I'll look yeah. up on a scoreboard, then it will say Juventus and Fulham are on the same yeah. scoreboard, I would have said, you're psychotic, mate. Yeah. Now, we lost that game 3-1. They come to the cottage. We went 1-0 down. So we're 4-1 down. And no one can tell me why Fabio uh, Cannavaro didn't set off. No one can tell me why he got sent off, because I don't actually know why. He got sent off and something strange happened and we beat Juventus. Yeah. Then we beat Shakhtar Donetsk, who were like the best team in the world. Then we beat Wolfsburg. Then we beat Hamburg. And then we're... One all with Atletico Madrid about to go into a shootout, and a geezer called Aguero drops his shoulder. Forlan runs in, and you, you're going, "How can that happen to Fulham? We're we're just Fulham, and you've got to believe." And I think we got spoiled with our 13 years in the top flight. You know, yeah. we come up to Ghana, that's a good team, and yeah. we uh, we Fulham, Blackburn, and Bolton come up, and we all stayed for ages. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then hmm. when we come, I mean. I don't want to get into the full of politics, but our fight can't. We, bad decisions went down. We eventually got back up, and and, I, and I'm. It's it, it breaks my heart to like see Oliver Norwood and some of the players we had that we spent 150 million to make our team worse and go straight back down. And Scott's come in and he's he's doing things the right way. He's probably a bit too defensive, and you know it's very possession orientated, and it can frustrate the crowd a little bit. But I fancy it, like what you said about Bamford, right? I would fancy Fulham in a training game. Yeah. I would fancy it to outpass, outplay. I do yeah, think I you're playing front players, though. I do think you're playing front of teams a lot, though. Yeah, we do. I, and I don't fancy it if, like, you get two set pieces in the last 10 minutes and it's in front of the home crowd. I don't fancy it then. 
That's the yeah. thing. So it's it, it's where we go. You are right. You know, if you look at Cavalero, Knockhart, uh, Mitro, and you throw Bobby Reed into the mix, that that is an attacking team. Knockhart flatters to deceive a little bit. It, it kind of slows the game up for us. Mitro is too good for us. Definitely. Probably too good for the league. Hmm. But for some crazy reason, he loves Fulham. It's a long way, you know that. Like it's a long way. My, my mother-in-law goes to a cafe, Fulham Kitchen, near, near where she lives in Fulham, and it's it's run by Serbs. And like he goes in, you know, with his dad and family, and he's like, she she ran my she ran my son up, going, Harry, Harry, I'm with this wee Alexander. He plays for Irish. He plays for Fulham. Do you know him? And, like, he, and, and he's like, he's there's a connection there. Yeah. He, he, it's like talismatic. So Mitro's fit. We got a chance. Mitro's not fit. We don't score. And our defending is catastrophic at times. So I think it is going to be... How many goals did he scored? A real running, man. It's going to be a real running. He scored a lot of goals, hasn't he, Mitro? Mitro's top scorer by... So, by, well, by well, that's, that's what I'm, my point was. The Albion have got the... We scored the most goals in the league. We scored 64 goal, league goals this season at the moment. And our top scorer is nine goals. And we've got the 17 players in our squad that scored league goals this season. That just shows that... We haven't got uh, Robson Carden, who's our top scorer. We've got Charlie Austin, who plays three, three, 10, 15 yeah. minutes a game. And he gets the up goal. We've got the best attacking midfielder. We've, bought, we've got an absolute bargain, Pereira. He's absolute dynamite, top draw. He's too good for us, to be honest with you. We've bought him now, £8.25 million. Pound. He's 23 years old, absolute steal. We've got, I mean, I mean, you know, if you look at our our scorers recently, our scorers recently were, you know, it was me trying Ryan Sessignon. Like Ryan Sessignon was 12 years old scoring goals for Fulham. You know, he was a, a, he breaks my heart. You know, he, he went to Tottenham to not yeah. play. Like, and we're crying out for someone. But the football moves on and, yeah, and you've got to say it was the right club for him when Potch was there and, and we look yeah. at that. But when, See, when we played Leeds at the Cottage and, and we won, Calvin Phillips was exceptional in that game. He really, really played well. The right back played okay, and you know it was it was one of those games where we were always in control, but we were still a bit vulnerable. You know, we were still a bit. You could still get at us a little bit, and 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 I and I think that's going to be the interesting thing for me is in a kind of neutral environment. I fancy it more against Brentford than I would in a in a local derby environment. Um, I do agree with agree with what you said, Alistair. That Leeds are going to be back at it big time, and you've got the squad. Yeah. And you've, you've, you two have been there almost the whole season. We've, we've never quite got in it, so um, and that's where I think we're a little bit short. We give ourselves a chance, and if we beat Millwall away and we're one up, we, we if we held on there or put another goal, we actually up think we would have yeah, lived. But we didn't, and then we got turned over by Barnsley, and then you're back down again. Like, it's so yeah. narrow, isn't it? So. Well, we, we, we were in a situation just before Christmas. Uh, we, my wife and I were actually away for the weekend. And I'm looking at it at, uh, on, the, uh, on the website. And uh, Leeds are three up against Cardiff. That, that would have put them 13 points ahead in the league. And I couldn't believe it. 3-1, all right, they got one back. 3-2, ooh, ooh, ooh. 3-3, three, three, bloody hell. Now, the, the biggest challenge with Leeds United is we couldn't, we can't yeah. score. That's the problem we've got. You look at some of the stats. We we have 70, 75% possession yeah. in some games and we're not yes. winning them. Nice. We're having uh, 25 attempts on goal 
and we're not bloody scoring. And that's the problem. Well, for, if we... Fulham, are like, Fulham are always top of completed passes. We're always top of possession. We never win aerial duels. <laughs> when you look down there, we never win that. But look, I just looked at the league table, right? And this sums it up for me, what our season. So we are currently seven points behind Leeds, yeah? We're six points behind Alistair and West Brom. Fulham, you, I sum this up. I never know what Fulham are going to turn up, but... When you arrive at Ellen Road for a Saturday afternoon, Tim, three o'clock game, I, I don't know how your fixtures are panning out, but if we were going back in time, the expectation level at Leeds must be all-consuming. Because I, you know, I don't believe Fulham are a big club. I believe we're punching about our weight now, and if we get to the top flight above our weight, and I'm quite humble awesome. with that, Leeds really should be up there in fan base and stature. Is that expectation... like? Too much sometimes. I think I think playing behind closed doors might just take some of the pressure off. Leeds have been averaging over thirty six thousand yeah. every home game. Now that that's a, a, with the accompanying expectation, crowd, everything else. The the challenge they've ha had. I mean, last season you couldn't believe you know that they would lose to teams like Wigan. Ella Rona. I mean, Bielsa said he couldn't believe it. I mean, this is a guy whose brain is football. And he said, I can't believe the score. And, uh, you know, that was the, the Easter. We lost the lost bit. We fell behind Sheffield United. And then when you consider it, the, uh, the game against Villa, when Bielsa gave them a goal, uh, you know, they could have won that game and, and, and had be closer to Sheffield or whatever, the game against Derby, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, the bottled it. Well, the goalkeeper was yeah. absolutely bloody yeah. lunatic. But you know that that kind of backfired on Derby a bit. It was like they won the World Cup, yeah, it wasn't it? Their final. You know? yeah. yeah, and that's and that's that's kind of like because I think that we we played them the year before in the playoffs, and um, you know they somehow they beat us one 0 at Derby, right? Like Cameron Jerome scored. It was a really bad game, yeah. but. but we come to the cottage and, and our, they were time-wasting after about five minutes. Yeah. Right? And yeah. we absolutely pummeled yeah. them. Right? And it was like, we're going to win. It was almost like they can't hold, they can't keep us out. You're not going to be able to keep us out. And and, and it, is, it, is a, it is a strange no, one. Last, season was, very similar. last season, season was very similar. That I mean, like, it was against the Villa, which is obviously horrible for us. But we went, we went to that game and we were... We were losing from 2-1. We actually played really well at Villa and should have won the game, but we didn't. And I never had the belief. Something told me that day that it was not going to happen. And it didn't. We lost on penalties, whatever happens, and that was the end of the world. But actually, it's probably the best thing that could have happened to us. We were talking before, Tim, to have Village to come into this club now has made us much better than we were last year. It happened to us so much. We, we, we got in um, to the playoffs. We creeped in and we played Reading. And like, everyone was like, we're going to do Reading. And um, we fell asleep. And uh, the, the, oh, I can't remember the name of the fella, but he's just like, he's just a Reading, like, he's played forever. And, you know, we went, he was their captain. We went one, we lost one nil at home. And we're like, okay, so we're going to Majeski, like Wednesday night. And, you know, everyone's like, Fulham, we're going to do this, Fulham, we're going to do this. And, and that season, we missed about 100 penalties, right? Yeah. So we just got missing penalties. And um, we just 
it was a dodgy decision and Reading scored a penalty and we could not score. And we, we went, you know, that was it. We, we were out in the seventh. And you got that kind of heartbreak and you're there thinking like, oh. But we didn't, we weren't on this amazing run of form where you, you fancied it. We just kind of snuck in and we, we looked good. And I remember going off, people say, oh, football was a loser on the day, full of around your team playing football. But the visa changed the team then and kind of that run we were on, uh, to get to the playoff, because it come just narrowly miss out to second place against Cardiff. Um, I remember from Christmas, we literally like won every game. We we signed Adam Target on loan for Southampton, and Metro came on loan, and, and we just won every game until Birmingham beat us on the last game of the season. So we 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 we've not been beaten all that time. We lost to Birmingham and they stayed up. Derby done us at home, and done us away. So we go in the home leg, but. We, we got out of it, and I think that was something special. And the playoffs are special. So, you know, I've been there once as a Fulham fan, and we've won at Wembley. I've seen us lose a two-legger to Bristol Rovers in 1987, which made me cry as a young child. I've seen us go up to Grimsby in 1999 and lose. You know, we, we lost the same night Chelsea won night Europa League, Europa Cup, whatever it was. We got beat at Grimsby. That is a long way back on a Wednesday night when you've, when you've not made the final. So we've got this history of never winning a playoff match and we managed to do it. Have you guys been through that? Have you felt that pain? Yeah, I've been to, I went to Leeds Watford at, uh, in Wales, in Cardiff, the uh, playoff final. And uh, Watford won. Um uh, with Aidan yeah. Uthroyd uh, uh, leading. Do you remember that? His stock as a manager was up there then, wasn't it? He was like a new pet. Well, he went, he went he to the 21's England, coach now, didn't he? To, uh, 21's. And uh, it was devastating to see Leeds lose. And I'll tell you what, drive back home. It's bloody Cardiff to mm. to Leeds. What, what a long run. Well, getting out of yeah. the car park was about a four-hour mm. stint. I got home at about midnight, right? And uh, the uh, I just turned on the telly. I thought, I'll have a cup of tea before I go to bed. And just as I turned it on, it goes, and tonight's highlights yeah. of the <laughs> championship. Well, and it, I, I, I've got to jump in. I didn't watch Match of the Day for a whole season when we, we got relegated. I refused. I'm like, no, not watching that, never. Not interested. Yeah, I, I went off I mean, when we lost the Europa League final, it was a bit sad. But we just kind of had to be there, We had one other one. I went to one, two other ones. One was in Paris, the European Cup final, Bayern Munich versus right. Leeds United. We lost that by a very... Dis uh, I think it was just Europa, um, UEFA just wanting Bayern to win. It was just set up that way. That was the night Leeds fans rioted in the stadium and the outside, bloody hell, you never see anything like it. Um, and then the other one was the uh, FA Cup final replay, Chelsea versus Leeds United at Old Trafford, which is probably the most brutal game I have ever seen in my life. Uh, you know, Ron Chopper Harris lived up to his name. David Webb. I can imagine that was quite a fair for the fans of both teams as well. I Chelsea, so they, they, they said we're playing Villa Park at five o'clock on the Sunday evening. <laughs> yeah. And we obviously we lost, but that's standard, isn't it? But 
they're standard as a Fulham fan. But it, it, it's, it's amazing what you remember. I mean, you talk about Leeds fans. My, my first memory of Leeds fans, right, and this is it's really surreal. My granddad had a market stall on North End Road, Fulham, right? So I used to go and help him at the weekend selling fruit and veg. And um, it was a Saturday. It was the year Chelsea got relegated from, to, from the first division to second division and they played Leeds. And I remember the Leeds coaches were coming down North End Road and I'm looking up at them and, like, I mean, they, they were saying hello in a very nice way, I would imagine. But I'm like, yeah, who are they? And my guys going, oh, the Chelsea playing Leeds today. And I'm like, oh, right, OK. Like, they're quite lively, aren't they? But, but, but that, that's part of the club and the identity and the passion. And, and this is going back to what I was saying before, man. Like, we ain't... That closed door element, it just, I cannot get my head around no, no, I don't no, think I, I agree good. with you, mate. To be honest, for me, something's better than nothing. We've had we've had 12 weeks of absolutely nothing. We get excited that there's like, I mean, I, I, yeah, I am having an argument myself because I am a little bit excited yeah, about Fulham yeah, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like uh, the playoffs and stuff, uh, just what well, I've seen us lose and play our final against Derby. Um, it was a best, one of the best teams we had, and then before that, I saw us win at 93 in the old win. With our dealers, I managed to get from the second division to the first division uh, before the championship. So it was like the second. I, I mean, I, I look back to that bit of day, and like, you know, we had a player sent yeah. off with us. And you go, well, we, we, we're going to lose. And somehow we didn't. And I think, I think I look at it now, and it's like first, second, or seventh is quite appealing because I don't believe Fulham will ever be able to do it again. But, and I want to just finish the playoff bit off. It's because the playoffs without that emotion, like the, the them game, and then apparently they're still going to play the final. Well, well they're, they're on about the maybe thirty thousand people allowed, and that's what they're going to try to to get. In. They're going to try to have. So, yeah, the, 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 they're trying to get some sort. Of... Well, that's only going to get the Leeds away lot in. Well, obviously, go. good luck again. The ticket allocation, but that's yeah. genuinely the plan. I mean. Look, it is it is what it is. I, I, I mean, it's it is a football festival, isn't it? I mean, like it's gone from sort of feast to fa uh, famine to feast, don't it? I am genuinely excited. So I, I, I think that the I don't think there could be a worse game to lose than a playoff no. final, but I think there's yeah. there, it's a better way to go up. Oh, if you, if you, you can guarantee know, yourself to go up, it's a better way. That moment was so yeah, special, yeah. and no one can play that way for me. Yeah. You know, no one will. But but if we Kind of just forget all that, and you know, you boys be giving it to me. Up, we got the tough running. We got the tough running. Uh, you're actually completely right because if, if you look, at, if you imagine this was played in front of the crowds, yeah. right? I'm going to talk you through the running, and we're going to do some predictions, see where we see where we think this is all going to go up. And you'll notice that I probably expect Fulham to lose more games and win, so I'll probably have a low points total for Fulham. But um, Fulham v Brentford, that is a West London derby, third place fourth with a crowd. That's a very interesting game. Um, I have no idea what we're going to do with that, so I'll just go three points, right? So, so, so I found you've got them that. Friday, you know, uh, as well. What's you that, got We've got Brentford Friday. Yeah. I mean, that's, so, so again, so that's second place fourth yeah. at the moment, isn't it? Do you know, you know what I mean? So, so, so then we, then we, then we've got the trip to Leeds, which well, there is, there is one point here. Here. We, do, we don't give a bloody stuff what West Brom do. <laughs> You might, you might, you might, you might you, take three points off you, Tim. You might man, do if we take three points off you. Doesn't matter. It does, it's what you guys do below. It's Fulham, Nottingham, Brentford. It's what you guys I mean, do. If you look at it mathematically, 
27 points up for grabs. Theoretically, yeah. we could get 27, 25, whatever. We could have a real go. If someone wobbles, it's game on. I think that the, the, even if we take three off Leeds and three off West Brom, we're still, yeah, we're still relying on other people tripping up. So is that is that the Leeds angle, Tim? Is that, is that like if we if we win and maybe draw and win, we're going to be okay? Or do you think you've got to win what six? And a, how many games do you think you have to win? Well, we've just a, a point here. Our average position that we are playing. Uh, in the running, Phil Fulham is nine. Where's West Brom? So where, He's done it. Where's Brom? West Brom? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about West, West Brom. Brom. I'm not bothered about West Brom. But Fulham, Fulham is playing. Their average position is ninth. Remember, you're playing Brentford, Leeds, Nottingham Forest. It gets uh, worse. We're playing, we're playing Brentford at home, Leeds away, QPR away. Birmingham at home, Forest away, Cardiff at home. I don't, East team uh, away. Peter, I don't, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think home and away is going to make any difference. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Germany. It might, might make a difference. I think it'll make a difference in travelling when you've got games, big games. On. You get a plane from Stansted at five o'clock. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's one. crazy. But, but for, for me, for, for me, I think that is, genuinely, and this sounds really stupid, but that's an advantage for us as well. Where we're geographically located. We've got two and a half hours maximum drive everywhere I go. Everywhere. Mm. I'd like to think our squad would be okay with a couple of hours in a coach, mate. Yeah, I'm, might, like I'm not so. saying it's not. What I'm saying is if you're playing a game three days apart, you've got one team that travels half an hour or 45 minutes and two another team that has two-hour travels twice a week, it will make a difference. Guarantee you it'll make a difference. It won't make a huge difference. As David Browser says, marginal gains in Sky so everything that you can eke a little bit out, then that that'll help. Mm. I, I genuinely believe that. I know they're athletes, but I do think it'll help. The challenge is we're playing quite a few teams from the yeah. bottom, and then right to take. Make sure you avoid Barnsley. They're dangerous, mate. Too. I know they'll be fighting like beavers. Yeah. As Cammy says they'll be they'll be fight. some of these teams, Charlton. Barnsley, Stoke, the Luton, they've all got bloody yeah. something to play for. Now, there's teams like Blackburn who'll be wearing their flip flops. Well, only three points off the playoffs, mate. Well, that's the beauty of the um, league. And that it does, it, it does, it does keep you going, doesn't it? It does keep you going, I believe. So, so, so from a like, like you know. Taking all the all the fan bias aside and looking at it, I can't look at it objectively anyway. But but how, how, how many points are you going to get? I, I think we need to win. I think we need to we need to win four, possibly five out of the nine. A little. Yeah, we're, we're the same. We need to win four games. I don't think we need to win any more than five. Four four will probably get yeah. us over there. Five or five or comfortably. I think we can afford to lose three games out of nine. And if you'd have said that, you'd have took that. After in August, if somebody has said you can afford to lose three out your last nine games to get promoted, the challenge you've got is, or the the, the issue is draws. I think if yeah. if you draw games, you're going backwards. I mean that game Sheffield United against uh, um, Aston Villa yeah. was an absolute down of football. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was tame. My wife came in and said, because obviously she was excited, it was the first game back on. She said, how did you get, how, what was the yeah. game like? I said, it was tame. I said, if all the game, 
if all the games are like this, the Women's Super League will have a massive case for equal pay. <laughs> you know what, though? It's, it's, it, Alistair, you made a really good point there, right? Because I've, I'm looking at this Fulham upwards, okay? So I'm looking at Fulham, and that's why you two guys are on here. Um, but if I take the same math, right, the same math, so um, Redford are only four points behind us, and they play us. Forrest are only yeah. four points behind us, and they play us. Um, I'd say Preston are... They're, yeah, they're, they're eight behind us. So, if I'm saying us catching leads is maybe, maybe possible, oh, we could end up ninth. Like I said, we could come first, second, or ninth. So, I, I don't know. I think, I think if I'm, if I'm honest now, if someone said we'll keep it like that and we'll go to the playoffs, I'd take it probably. But I do, I do think there will be surprises. I think there'll I be injuries. I think there'll be twists and turns, and I do fancy Fulham in the. Like a training ground environment, I fancy us again. I, I just think the depth of the squad will get us over yep. the line. I, I genuinely do. I keep on reiterating the point. We've got we've got seventy points at the minute. So with nine games left, if we average two points a game, which is what we're averaging near enough all all the season, then if we get two points a game, that puts us on 80, 88 points. That's good enough. Right. So, 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 baggies would be boing boing in. You're, you're confident, mate, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, you're, you, you face. I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I don't look through blue and white tinted glasses. Genuinely, don't. I just look at the, I look at the squad that we've got, the choice that we've got. We've got three, two to three players for every single position. So even if we have got tired and injured, tired players and injured players, we've got players that won't necessarily hinder our squad or our first eleven and make us any worse. But we are strong, and I don't think. Any other team in the top six has got the depth of squad that we have. That's what I'm confident in. Yeah. My my thought here is that if you look at the first nine games of last season and you look at the first nine games of this season, when the team was fresh, they came they battered yeah. every team. Right. Absolutely battered every every team. I've just read the Bielsa book, The Quality of Madness. The autobiography, and you read that book, and the only thing that goes through my head is how the bloody hell did we get this? Well, I mean, I because it's, it's, it's just incredible, yeah, absolutely incredible. His brain, the way he thinks, what he does. Yeah. I mean, you read about when he started at Newell Old Boys, um, they were searching for players. He's, he's so respected across the game, isn't he? As well? Absolutely. Absolutely. But, he really, I mean, you know, he, I, I, I was, you look at, and, and I, 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 I genuinely, I, I, I can't, I don't know what way it will go, but I mean, I, I, I kind of look at it like this. I've, I've seen Fulham lose at most grounds in the, in the country. I've been to those and I've seen us get turned over by, by them. I think it's going to be a different experience. Um, uh, watching, watching it from home, but we're going to have a go. And you know, do you know what? If we do beat Brentford, you know, we we've narrowed it a little bit, and it, and, and it yes, comes there. If we don't beat Brentford and we get turned over by Leeds, we just got to try and hold on for the playoffs, and and then just toss a coin and see what happens. Uh, we we've let herself ourselves down with defensive problems early doors, and just I, I don't know. It's, it's a maybe. You know, the squad's not strong enough and there's not... The one thing I think we're missing, and maybe Hector will solve that, is we haven't got that big leader, leader that real... We, yeah. He's our captain because he's by far our most talented player. Mitro's your talisman, but we don't have a leader. And yeah. I, I look at the other teams that really impressed me and there's 
grit and organisation. And that's, like, I don't reckon Fulham would win a fight. Retro would take I, the I agree, out, yeah. but we won't I agree. And I think I think the most teams yeah. in, the, in the championship that are successful, and I've been in this championship to and fro the last twenty years. Every team that's successful, they have some good players, but the spine of the team has to be right. You have to good goalkeeper, a good central. Well, when, I mean, you spoke about it, Alex, when, when we under Tigana, when we, we were untouchable, yeah. right? We we do have the best players, but we have characters yeah. in there. Kit Simon, we, we have people there that would have a fight, and we would outplay yeah. them without pace. Yeah. And you know, we're we're a different team now. We're easy on the eye, and it may work, it may not, but it is all to play for. So. But, yeah, Alistair, do you see you, you, where, one or two? Where are you going to finish? Mate? I don't have any seconds still. Are you going to win the title at Leeds? Yes, I believe we are. Okay. So, so based on that, it looks like we're going to come third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, fourth, ninth. But I don't know. Well, I, I, either that or we'll be massively disappointed. I, I, really, I really don't. <laughs> the only thing I've got to look forward to, right, is if we do stay in the championship, is Coventry have come up. And in, in my lifetime, and bearing in mind, I've been about 128 grounds all over the world. And I've, I've, I've you know, there's, there's very few grounds I've not been. I've never seen Fulham play Haven't Coventry. You? Wow. Right. We passed right. each other. So, like, but where would they play it? Northampton? No, Who's at the minute? Yeah. But, but I don't know. So, so, there's always something to look forward to. But, I mean, from a, from a like, closing the, closing the podcast off, because it's a very different show for us. We just wanted to get some football yeah. passion in and, and talk about it in a very different way. You're launching Albion now, now uh, you know, for West Brom fans. You got anything you want to say to, say to West Brom well, fans? just uh, Obviously, I'll be, I'll be, everything's really good for the rest of the season. We we do what we we set out to do at the start of the season. Obviously, it's going um, to be a little bit different, but they'll still. I think the players still know that, that the fans are well behind them, and <laughs> just hope that we get over the line as quickly as we can, so we can enjoy a few bits. That's what I'm hoping for. I don't want it to get to the last day. You never know, do you? And I, and I guess from a Leeds perspective, that expectation is building, you know, the, the falling apart again, it is, it is, it, everyone, everyone's expecting that. I, I don't, I, I can't, I, I think they'll do it this year. I don't know whether they'll come first or second, but I do. I, I think if we're going to do it, it'll be West Brom yeah. go. Because I, that, that's why I don't think Leeds will go. But again, as I said, I could be saying that from ninth or eight. Yeah. And we could lose all, we could lose all that game. Before Tim really, interjects and does his final thing, all I'd say to you is look at the history with seven games or nine games to go. How many teams uh, come back, come over a six or seven point gap? There's not many. But, we don't. We had a really good go in the, the year we went up. We had a really good one, go. And that was Wolves. Um, and we took them with 11. With 10 games left and we're 11 points behind and we finished second. But it's behind closed doors, yeah. mate. It's a different game. And, and I do believe it's yeah. a different game. So, I'm a Fulham fan. Tim's a Leeds fan. You're a West Brom fan. That's the race for promotion. It all begins tomorrow. A little team from West London are playing a smaller team from West London. Fulham v Brentford. Um, Brentford fans don't like Fulham much. We don't really mind them. You know, they're there, but it's a kind of thing. Um, Let's see where we go there, Tim. We we go we go to work Saturday week, and Alistair Tuesday the fourteenth. I think we're uh, we're there, yeah. but I, I do believe by then it might not matter. I do I do good, to get that. Um, the good the good thing is that it's yeah, all it's, condensed into a very short period of time. It, yeah, 
this will go very well. Quickly. You'll be fine with your great squad of players, actually, right. wouldn't you? You've got more than three, we're uber fit. We just want to play triangles. We won't have a problem. But I'll tell you one thing from a point of perspective with Alexander Mitrovic on the pitch, yeah, you have a chance. And we yeah. can have a go at anyone. And who knows? Um, I've got Forest fans insulting me because I've not invited them on. I'm never going to invite a Brentford fan on, so it makes absolutely no difference what they say. It's my podcast. No, I'm not rules. sure, though. Did um, Forest win the so European Cup once? Apparently in the 80s. Oh, I mean, not the Villa that I mentioned it, really, do they? I heard of all of them. The best, you've got yeah, their manager. For a few days. <laughs> <laughs> a few days, yeah. Isn't that like what makes football special? Like you know, you can put you can put a, a forty-five year old who grew up who grew up in Fulham in, in a podcast with a with a gentleman from Leeds and a and a, and a, and a, and a guy from West Brom. And actually, no, well, you're not. You're West Brom. You're not really that way. Listen, the thing is though, like, let's look at it. We all go through the same emotion. We all go through that same joy. Elation, whatever you know, VAR was starting to take away that emotion in the top flight, and I'll, I'll sort of keep talking about that. But when you look at it right now, I, and, I, and I will end the podcast on this as a Fulham fan, as a football fan, it's the hope that does yeah. nothing, isn't it? It's the hope, right. you know, it it, it's the hope because the, the match can get in, get in the way of a good day out, it can do that. But when you go there with a little bit of expectation, that's when it yeah, really it is. hurts. It is definitely right. It's a, I, I, I actually genuinely wish, wish you boys good luck for the season, not when you play up. Um, if, there is, if we get in a playoff situation, who knows? We might be we, we might be jumping in this podcast again. Fulham might be number one. I don't think we will be. I, I think we're destined. For, I think we're destined for third or fourth, mate. That, that's genuinely my my thing. If you go in by the uh, playoffs. Yeah, we'll be rooting for you. Mate, when, when they did the football manager prediction, we ended up about eleventh. Oh, what, what, yeah. how, how can that happen with third? <laughs> you know, they never did that. I, I, I turned Sky off. I can't be having it. But 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 that's the kind of unpredictability about it. Look, listen, no thank problem. you so much for giving up a Friday evening to join me. Alistair, if you get Jonathan, he died for his sins to Greening on your podcast, I have to be I've got a couple lined up, so I'll let you know. Jonathan Greening, when he had the Jesus look, he died for our sins. I mean, that was just one Brilliant. of the greatest songs yeah. of all time. Good luck, Tim. Good yeah. luck. Good Thanks. luck, Alistair. Jones, that's the race for promotion. No one thinks football's Fulham's going to do it, but football's a funny game. You never know. Thank you, gents. Good luck. Cheers. Take care. So that's the end of the show. Thanks for listening. You can find out more about Foyne Jones by visiting our website or connecting with me on LinkedIn. We are Foyne Jones. This is what we do.